The following broadcast is brought to you by MMMMMMMMPPPRM. Massive, majestic, masculine, molecular, multiple missives masticated, private, public, podcast, radio, media. We have your loved one. They are safe for now, but we are not giving them up until you meet our demands. A family company. This is a variety show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James. And uh, today we are going to talk about video games. This uh, this episode's topic was prompted by an email my dad sent me about a week ago. He sends me emails pretty often. Uh, and you can send me emails too at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. Help me harvest content because this is a one-man show and I'm always on the hunt for something to talk about, something to chew on, something to riff on. Or if you want to learn or want something explained, if you have questions you would like me to answer on the show, if you might want to be a guest on the show, if you might want to have me as a guest on your show, if you just want to give me some validation, send me an email at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. But for sure, help me harvest content like today's topic. So my dad emailed me about... Well, it's a list of the top 100 video games of all time from IGN. And uh, we're just going to read through that. We're going to read through that, and I'm going to talk about video games and my history with video games, because um, why not? This show's about hanging out. And as the intro informs, it's no particular niche, you know, we're just chilling, baby. Chilling like a villain. We're checking in. Stop. Whatever you're doing, I hope you're driving. Slam on the brakes. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Keep your eyes closed. Look left. Look right. What's around you? Oh my God. It's a tiger. It's coming right for us. Uh, let's see. I should probably get some other business out of the way real quick. Um, did you know? Did you know that uh, this episode is brought to you for free? And I don't know if you knew, but I do one bonus episode every fucking week. So one new bonus episode comes out every week, unless like something happens. Um, but most, you, you, you can usually rely that I've got a new episode out. And you can check it out at my Patreon, patreon.com slash that thing with James. And there you can get one bonus episode for free by supporting the show. That's right, folks. If you support the show, you'll get one new free bonus episode. There, you know, I I I was saying that as a joke, but now I think back about my um few ventures into OnlyFans, and I do understand that there is some pay-per-view stuff. That's not what I do. Uh, if you support the show, you'll get one new bonus episode every damn week. That's for sure. So, again, if you're interested, support the show. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. Um, all the patrons, I, I love you guys. And, I, you know, I love you too. 
even if you're not a patron. But I do encourage you to check it out because I just get a little more loosey-goosey on the bonus episodes. Dare I say a little more (laughs) PG-13. Oh, fuck, son. Oh, no, stepsister. What are you doing, step bro? Oh, no. Um, goat, what are you doing? Also, uh, before I forget, I want to say that I am an actor. First and foremost, I am an actor and a writer, for sure. I'm a musician, but I... And I'm actually pretty good at dancing and singing, too. I'm a multi-talented, multi-hyphenate. However, my acting career has been hibernating since the beginning of the pandemic. And then I kind of had to leave the town where I was getting acting work and stuff. But that's a story I'm going to talk about next week. I'm going to do like a one-year anniversary memorial of the big Texas storm, but that won't be until next week. Today, we're just, you know, talking light shit. And, um, well, I say all that because I've been doing this uh, mini-series on my own because I just, I have to act. I can't not do it. And I've always been, well, for a long time, I have been of, of the um, philosophy that if work is not coming your way, make your own work. Um, and that doesn't mean it'll pay, but <laughs> that's kind of how I uh, started this show. I just wanted to make some work for myself and it just seemed fun. And I want this to be fun. I, I want it to be fun for you. And I know that I have fun when I can tell the person doing the thing is having fun. So I'm I endeavor to have fun doing this, and I endeavor to have fun, and I have been having fun with this mini-series I've been making. If you haven't heard of it, if you haven't checked it out, it's called After the Tone. It's on my YouTube channel, and I've got a playlist. I've only released the first two episodes, but there's going to be three episodes total, and they're short. They're like three minutes tops, but uh, there's going to be, did I say three total? I'm a I am soon going to record episode three, but in total, there are going to be nine episodes plus a little bonus thing. And then eventually I'll incorporate them all into like one long, like 30 minute or so thing. But if you're interested in something, it's separate from this podcast. Uh, It's a dark comedy about uh, kind of a sad, but dark, funny comedy about a a rather unstable man who is heckling someone who wishes to not be heckled repeatedly. So again, after the tone, it's on my on my YouTube channel. YouTube channel's the same name as this podcast, That Thing with James. Check it out. Um, and let's see, what else? I have social media. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. My handle on all three is at James J. Asher. Uh, and again, going back to the harvesting content, if you've got, if you've got some ideas, you've got like a fucking video or a weird article you find or something, or if you just want uh, to perhaps learn more about a certain topic, uh, I'd be happy to do a little bit of homework and synthesize what I learned for you. You can slide into my DMs. So again, social media, mainly TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, at James J. Asher. 
Another place you can give me content is at my subreddit, which is r slash that thing with James. Um, I'm, I'm the mod there. So just post away, you know, it's a lonely place. I've just been posting my uh, episodes whenever I release them on there. So, and again, consider becoming a patron, patreon.com slash that thing with James, and that will grant you access to one bonus episode every damn week. So, um, back to today's topic. So I said my dad email me, emails me about once a week. It's usually some like really far out uh, science articles, and it usually has to do with um, physics, like like mm, quantum physics kind of stuff. And believe it or not, I've got a I've got a graduate degree in theater. However, I also have a particular skill, one of my many skills. Um, I'm able to um, figure out some science stuff as long as I don't have to do math. But give me something that is trying to explain. All right, let me put it. Let me put it this way: I have a special talent of translating, translating between brain languages. I will call it right now. Say, uh, I have noticed that. Math and science people tend not to be the best communicators. Their strengths may lean. Uh, if 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 your brain tends to lead more toward hyper literal, hyper logical, hyper mathematic things, often I have noticed those types of people have a hard time with more abstract. Thought, imaginative. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not a metaphorical kind of thinking, and just generally communication in general, especially with non-math-minded people. I have noticed that I tend to have uh, an ability to bridge that gap. I'm able to take like this weird fucking far out idea that has like or, or new law in science and articulate and illustrate it in a way that art people can understand it, if that makes sense. Well, I think I might do that on the bonus episode because I just, I, you know, I've been watching Fringe, yada, 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 yada. I'm moving on from that. Sorry if I seem a little ADD here. Um, I have been tested for ADD. I don't have it. Surprisingly, I don't have ADD. I've got anxiety, um, but not ADD. So if I'm jumping around, just just roll with me here. Uh, but I'm before I forget, before I forget, why did I bring up the acting thing? That's right, to talk about um, after the tone and also... Um, to put the message out there in the universe. <sighs> Yours truly would like some professional acting work. In fact, yours truly, I need it. So this is an open message to uh, 
Quentin Tarantino and uh, Martin Scorsese. If you are looking, and you know you are, looking for a quirked up white boy with quite a bit of swag, but not too much, who can, will, and is busting it down sexual style. And yes, he's goaded with the sauce. Hire me. Put me in your movie or whatever. Just putting that out there. It's my act of persuasion. It's my, it's my Benny Gesserit voice. Hire me. <laughs> okay. Um, science. I want to talk about science and drugs, but that's going to be in the bonus episode. All right, let's focus. I've already burned through like, what, 14 minutes here. So let's focus in on today's topic after I take a sip of this delicious, not sponsored by, but I would gladly sponsor these guys, Waterloo um, flavored sparkling water. It's delicious. I'm drinking Summerberry and it has a very American design on it. Got some stars on it, red, white, and blue. What? Mm. And now that I've whetted my whistle, let's get into video games. So I got this list. It was a departure from the usual. So I said my dad usually emails me science stuff, but this week he emailed me this IGN's uh, top 100 video games of all time list. And I guess it's the first one they've made since 2019. <clears throat> and... Um, it was written by the IGN staff, um, first posted on New Year's Eve, uh, December 31st, 2021, at 9.30 a.m., and it was later updated very recently at January 2022, January 22nd at 2.22 p.m. That's way too many twos, and I'm not okay with it. <clears throat> so, I've played video games literally my entire life. I first started with the Nintendo Entertainment System, which I'm pretty sure came out before I was born. Let me look it up. Yes, indeed. The uh, Nintendo Entertainment System was released about four years before I was born. It was released July in Japan uh, on July 15th, 1983. I, however, was released December 15th, 1987. Um, but um, my brother, who's 11 years older than me, had an NES. And um, and uh, the, everyone in the family tells stories about me, baby James, in diapers, literally still pooping and shitting my diapers as a baby. Not as a grown man wearing diapers, as a baby. Holding the little uh, plastic, like, gray and orange NES gun and playing Duck Hunt. And that, as a little baby, pooping and pissing and shitting and weeing in my own diapies, managed to play the game very fucking well. And they said, and I, you know, when people tell when people tell me the story, I'm like, did I just put the gun up on the TV? Because you could do that. But no, no. Apparently, like, I would sit back and I would just cap all the fucking ducks as a baby. So what does this say? A, I'm a damn good aim. 
B, I, I think I kind of inherited that. Um, I'm not going to get into it because the person uh, I'm kind of uh, vaguely, obliquely referencing probably wouldn't like me talking about that. But um, there have been military members in my family. And um, I think I inherited the aim. I think I inherited a, a, some, one of the particular skills I inherited from that family member. And two, um, I, I guess I've just, uh, you know, I had a natural, it was like a fish to water, me in video games. Because ever since then, I, I never stopped playing video games. I grew up, I'm like my main thing growing up was the Sega Genesis Sega, of course, playing Sonic the freaking Hedgehog. That was my absolute favorite. And up until I was like, maybe even up to like seven years old, maybe, I wanted to change my name to Sonic because of Sonic the Hedgehog. And I also, every time um, my parents would take me to Dairy Queen for lunch, I would get chili dogs because of Sonic. Um, it wasn't in the video game, but it was in the 90s Sonic cartoon. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog would eat a chili dog. And it was kind of like spinach to Popeye. Chili dogs were to Sonic. It gave him the extra boost of power so he could go fast. And I wanted to go fast. And I wanted my name to be Sonic. And uh, I, like, I wanted to legally change my name from James to Sonic. Uh, and I ate chili dogs whenever they were available. Because goddamn, I wanted to go fast. I wanted to get those gold rings, and I wanted to, like, glow gold. I wanted to go Super Saiyan Sonic James. Um, and also, my dad has always played video games. And this man, he's, I think he's, like, 78 now. Um, and he's still, like, he's on par with me as far as tech. He's probably still ahead of me in terms of um, tech savvy. Uh, the man um, loves, among so many things, technology and computers. He, he taught me how to build computers. And when I was like five years old, I would cry when he died because he would, be, he would play Doom and Quake. And uh, Duke Nukem came out later. But particularly when he played like Doom or, and Quake, you know, I'm just like, I'm a little guy. I'm not sure what's going on. And when he died in the game, I would start crying because I thought he died. And then he would be like, I'm alive. I'm sitting right here. And I would just be beside myself, tears streaming down my cheeks. You died. No, 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 you're dead. You're dead. And then a new game would start up and I'd be fine until he died again. And I would fall apart again. And um, I've never stopped playing video games. I love them. I love them. And I am proud to say, and I can say this about so many things, about so many different bands and shit, I, I was a fan before it was cool. I was a fan before it was popular. Because it's all cool to be a nerd now. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Guess what? I'm hot. And I was into nerd shit before it was hot. 
So chew on them apples. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. So that's, that's my preamble, my pre-ramble. So let's get into this. Let's, let's kind of skim over this thing and get into the list. IGN's top 100 games list encompasses the best of the best throughout history, spanning generations of consoles, PCs, handhelds, and more. Our last... Our list last saw a major update back in 2019, and since then there have been several games released that deserved to be added. Just as importantly, we looked at the totality of the top 100 as it stood and asked ourselves a few key questions. This led to some beloved games dropping off and other games we previously missed being added. Games in our top 100 have to measure up to a few key metrics. How great the game is when it was launched, how fun it is to still play today, and <clears throat> how much the game reflects the best in its class. While past versions of this list have put a big emphasis on a game's impact and influence, we've essentially taken that out of the equation. Many games that left a mark and inspired future developers may not stand the test of time and be all that fun to play right now, or quite simply, they may have been surpassed by other games. With all of that said, IGN's list reflects the current staff's 100 best games of all time, a collection of games that continue to captivate us with their stories, wow us with their revelatory approach to game design, and set the standards for the rest of the industry. And I'm going to note myself here, this is subjective. I've read through this list previously, and... Uh, it's definitely subjective. I don't agree with all these people. And there's some stuff in there that I, I haven't read the previous list, but there are some games I would definitely add to this that are not here. And some I would definitely remove. But let's get into a top 100. Um, I won't try to take up too much time with this. So coming in at number 100, IGN has Borderlands 2. I've never played the Borderlands games. Um, I've come close. I've come close. I love RPGs. I love open world. I, I, I love the kind of uh, Bethesda CD Projekt Red before they shit the bed kind of um, uh, the Bethesda kind of thing where you have options where or like Mass Effect where you can affect the world. And I, as I understand it, Borderlands is not like that, but it is still considered an RPG. I just, I don't know. I haven't played it. I really don't know if I would like it and I don't want to spend the money to find out for some reason. It has been recommended to me by one guy who I know for sure, legit, this dude has the worst taste I've ever met. I love him. He's a dear friend. But goddamn, for so many things, especially in terms of media, he likes the worst shit. And it's not even like an ironical kind of practice. He genuinely likes these things that are genuinely not even like so bad it's good. It's just bad. Uh, and he recommended Borderlands to me, and 
I think that may be the main thing that's holding me back from playing the games is that it's his recommendation because every other time I've, you know, checked in on his other recommendations, I was thoroughly disappointed. But let's read what the IGN has to say. Borderlands 2, coming in at 100. The original Borderlands captured the attention of gamers seemingly from out of nowhere, and its sequel took everything that made the original great and expanded it. From its seamless continuation of the Borderlands vault-hunting lore to its unmatched writing, Borderlands 2 remains the high point in the Borderlands franchise. Borderlands 3 is overflowing with improvements over its predecessor, the prequel, but Borderlands 2 still can't be beat for its awesome levels, excellent DLC, and series' best villain, Handsome Jack. So that was from Seth Macy, IGN. Number 99, Divinity, Original Sin 2. I've not played Divinity. I'm not sure I've even heard of it. What does this say? When I was famished for Dungeons & Dragons, Divinity, Original Sin 2 filled that void for me. I've since recommended it to all my real-life D&D parties, and they've all come back with the same opinion. This is the best D&D experience you can get from a video game. The built-in story is decidedly plenty and nearly infinitely replayable. The pre-made characters all have their own special storylines, and numerous ways things pan out depend on the player's actions, backstory choices, race, and more. Now this sounds like something I might actually like. Divinity Original Sin 2. I'm going to look this up real quick. Can I play it on PS4? Divinity Original Sin. So, okay, so it's sort of like a top-down thing. I'm guessing it's a turn-based kind of thing. I don't I don't really know. I will research this later. I could play it on my gaming system. I most definitely could. And what's it selling for right now? Hmm, 20 bucks? All right, I might check it out. I might check it out on Twitch. I'll do that. I, I, if I'm interested in a game, because it's, I, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of money. And so I, I'm very... I, I weigh the options before I get a game because that's an investment for me. You know, like 60 bucks for a new game, that ain't cheap for me. No, no, sir. And I want that. I, I really want to enjoy it because I've definitely spent a, quite a bit of money on games that I really didn't feel was worth my money. So, but I will check this out. Divinity Original Sin 2 at 99. That one's from Casey De Freitas. Number 98. All right, I agree with this. Final Fantasy VII. This one's from Matt Perslow. Final Fantasy VII is a landmark JRPG for a variety of reasons, but many of its achievements have now been lost to the winds of time and technological progress. Yet, at its age, uh, its age has done nothing to change its status as the series' most popular and beloved entry, which has come about thanks to its wide cast of detailed, emotionally driven characters that journey through one of the most memorable worlds to emerge from Japan's development 
seen. The pacing of its continually timely tale it's, is its masterstroke. Square allows you to slowly fall for its ragtag bunch of echo terrorists before introducing the main villain, the forever chilling Sephiroth, and then focusing the story on much more personal stakes despite the looming apocalypse. While overall the story is heavy, the world thrives on its idiosyncrasies. A variety of bizarre enemies, comedic minigames, and absurd, absurdly sized swords. Uh, it's this combination of light and dark that makes Final Fantasy VII such an enduring classic. Yeah, I loved Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I played it on my... Um, Might have been my first or second PC that I built. I wish I had a gaming PC right now. That would be fucking great. It would make it a lot easier for me to just stream too. Because I got to deal with other stuff like furniture, setup, wires, yada, yada, yada. To be able to stream, if I had a PC, that'd be a lot easier. A good PC. And I'd love to be able to game on it. But um, on one of my early, if not my first PC that I built... Um, I played Final Fantasy VII, and I did the age-old mistake of literally fucking myself on the saves. I went into, like, the desert level or something, and I was severely under-leveled. Like, severely. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe without every one of my characters getting absolutely fucking steamrolled. And unfortunately, because I don't want to have like 20 different save folders, I try to keep it down to three, maybe five uh, files. I did not have anything other than just like starting a new game over. And I'd invested a lot of time. But nonetheless, Final Fantasy VII is a fantastic game. I agree. Um... I, you know, I, I'm not going to read through every article of everything here because there's a lot and I want to keep this episode under an hour. So we'll just flow with this. Number 97 uh, from John Ryan. Uh, 97 is Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. That was a very fun one. I liked that one. There absolutely need to be more pirate video games. There need to be more pirate video games in the ilk, in the kind of uh, open world RPG genre style that I love. I mean, imagine having just like uh, the Bahamas, like the whole fucking gulf, you know. You can travel around it. You can get in dialogues. You can get in wars and stuff. How cool would that be? Open world, like a very well done, pulled off, open world pirate RPG. I, I would love that. What does this one say? There are plenty of entries in the Assassin's Creed franchise that could find their way onto the top 100 list, but for our doubloons, Black Flag was as much fun as we'd had, we've had in the franchise. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4 is an exceptional blend of both the massive open world exploration and the stealth focused mission structure that gave the series its roots. Its naval combat and oceanic exploration offered boundless fun, and there still hasn't been a historical guest star that rivaled the likes of Blackbeard or Mary Reed. Number 96, Monkey Island 2. Lechuck's Revenge. 
What the fuck is Monkey Island? Something about a carnival? What is this? When Monkey Island 2 came out, who knew the Guybrush Threepwood was so... Wait, wait, I'm... I'm just going to keep going. I have no idea what Monkey Island 2 is. Number 95 is Burnout 3 Takedown. I'm not a huge fan of racing games. They just piss me off. Number 94, Fallout 2. I've never played... My first foray into Fallout was Fallout 3, and I loved it. And then I played Fallout New Vegas, and frankly, no other Fallout game has beat it. New Vegas is one of the goats, absolutely. And I hope it's on this list. I forgot. There's a hundred here. I don't know. Fallout 2, starting the journey as of Fallout 2 as a tribesman with nothing more than a loincloth and a spear to my name and gradually fighting my way up to a power-armored goss gun killing machine is a fantastic and surprisingly natural feeling of progression one that few games have been able to match, exploring a vast post-apocalyptic world full of decay, raiders, super mutants, and death claws. Oh, death claws. Is daunting but exciting. Thanks to the attention to detail, atmospheric music, powerfully written, morally ambiguous quests, oh, I love my moral ambiguity, and voice-acted interactions with key characters, the world feels personal and vivid, even though we view it from a distance and third-person camera from Dan Stapleton. Number 93, League of Legends. Haven't played it, have no interest. I understand it's a meme to make fun of League players, so I'm going to hop on the bandwagon. <laughs> Nerd. Number 92, Mega Man 3. Ooh, ooh, Mega Man 3. Um, I did play that um, with some friends, I think, when I lived in New Jersey. So in the mid to late 90s. Uh, got to play Mega Man. It was pretty fun. Still love Sonic the Hedgehog. Number 91, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I have not played Animal Crossing. I finally, well, Emily has a Nintendo Switch, and I think I just need to bite the bullet and get the new Animal Crossing because ugh, the original I only got to see played, and I wanted to play it because it's my speed, man. I love chill, cute games. Just about life, you know, like Stardew Valley is great. I love that shit. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I think that's the new one, right? Uh, that's from Samuel Claiborne. All right, number 90, Thief 2, The Metal Age. I think I played a demo of Thief 2, and it was ungodly loud. It was pretty fun, but it was ungodly loud for some reason. And I was really high, and I woke up my roommate. And that's been my experience with the Thief series. Coming in at number 89, SimCity 2000. Yes, SimCity is fucking great. Absolutely. SimCity 2000 is a beautiful, funny, detailed sandbox that gives players control of a huge customizable map that they can manage how they see fit. Yada, yada, yada. If you haven't played SimCity, give it a shot. I wonder if Age of Empires is going to be on here. Or no, 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 no. I'm thinking Civilization. Fuck. No, 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 no. Command and Conquer. Red Scare. There we go. Is that going to be on here? It's certainly not this one. Number 88, Inside. No fucking clue what Inside is. Oh, made by the people who do the limbo. 
which I think I played a demo of that too. Number 87, Titanfall 2. Um, I've not played Titanfall, but it I, I've seen it played. I've seen it on Twitch and just YouTube videos, and it looks kind of like Mech Warrior, but updated. And um, speaking of my dad, he played a lot of Mech Warrior, like a lot. He was doing online deathmatch style games on like a tw- like a twenty. Like a two a 2K fucking stream, uh, you know, modem, uh, internet, phone line connection. Um, yeah, my dad's been doing multiplayer games since the start. Number 86, I agree with this, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. That was the first Tony Hawk game I played. Um, I later had a chance to play Tony Hawk 1, but goddamn, so much of my, like, blooming appreciation for music and the kind of music I like definitely came from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, and I know I'm not the only one in that camp. Number 85, Monster Hunter World. No idea what that is. Casey DeFritas. Is that the other Casey DeFritas one where I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Excuse me, I had to take a drink. Number 84, Resident Evil 2 Remake. I know, I hope you're not going to get mad at me for this, but I've not played any Resident Evil games. I've not played any Silent Hill games. Um, I was playing other games when those games came out, and when people grew their appreciation for those games, I'd be open to playing them now. I just don't have them. I'm not against it. I'm sure it's fucking great. I just haven't played them. I haven't played them. Number 83, System Shock 2. I tried to play this one, but I wasn't able to because my self-made computer couldn't handle it. Let's read what this says. Um, I, I see. I think this is a game I'd actually like too. I just didn't. I didn't have the hardware that could handle it at the time. System Shock 2 paved the way for the genre-blending first-person games that are commonplace today, perfecting the formula years before anyone else would even try. Its premise was straightforward. You found yourself alone on a space station where you apparently, you were the apparently only thing left alive. Well, the organ- only organic thing. Rogue AI Shodan wastes little time in establishing herself as your formidable opponent. Along the way, you pick up elements of the backstory through audio logs and can mold yourself in any way you choose, from a DPS combat focus to a pure hacker that can infiltrate any system. System Shock 2 was tense, smart, and as great as it was immediately upon release in 1999, ahead of its time. Yeah, I definitely want to play that. That's from Ryan McCaffrey. And that kind of made me think, I don't remember if this is going to be on here, but what I would definitely put on this list is um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Fucking phenomenal. And I don't know what's going on with the sequel, but I don't want it to be a Cyberpunk 2077 issue. I don't even know if it's coming out anymore. There is a bunch of drama like two years ago regarding the development of Bloodlines 2. But I would really like to have a next-gen, tight, just as good as the other one, 
um, vampire game. That would be fantastic because it's my 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 kind of RPG that I like. Plus vampires, which I love vampires. Um, love me some. Uh, love me some goth girlfriends. All right, number 82, Mortal Kombat 11. I'd played lots of Mortal Kombat, but never 11. Number 81, Persona 5 Royal. I'm a little intrigued about the Persona 5 games. I haven't played them. Um, I'm just, I've got to blast through these. I see I'm taking time here. Number 80, Dark Souls. I haven't played any of the Dark Souls. Number 79, Fortnite. Fuck you. Fuck you. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Number 78, Fable 2. I didn't get to play any of the Fable games because I didn't have the right, I didn't have Xbox, nor Nintendo, or, but I think it was just Xbox, but that's the kind of game I'd like to play. Uh, number 77, Goldeneye 007. Yeah, no fucking shit, of course. Uh, 76, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, play with other people. Yeah, rather do Mario Party, honestly. Number seventy-five, Spelunky Two. Oh fuck you, baby games. Number seventy-four, Return of the Obra Din. I've never fucking heard of that. What is that? Number seventy-three, Dota Two. What the fuck is that? Number seventy-two, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, I haven't played that. Played the original, and then I played the Mario Kart. You. Whatever came out on the Switch, that's fun if you're playing with other people because then you can, you know, get into fights and arguments. Number 71, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to play that at a pizza joint, the original Donkey Kong, on one of those horizontal things where it's like a table and you see the game right there. Number 70, Sims 3. Yeah, Sims is fun. I like it. Number 69, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fucking love Splinter Cell. Love me some stealth games. Absolutely. Number 68, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Um, I didn't play it, but I'd like to. I like Super Mario World stuff. Number 67, Silent Hill 2. Already said it. I haven't played Silent Hill. Uh, 66, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Funny thing, I wanted to play this and the others, like starting with GTA 3, but my parents wouldn't let me because you did crimes and you ran from the cops. Literally. Um, so my first, well, I mean, I played it, uh, I played GTA 3 with some cousins and, uh, you know, blew my car up starting a new game, like within the first 60 seconds or something. Um, but the first one I really played, in which honestly, I like it better than GTA 5, GTA 4. Why is that fucking so underrated? That was a great story. And I'd love to see New York. You know, I, I want it set in New York and I want it updated with like current gen graphics. That would be fantastic. Uh, number 65, XCOM 2. No idea. Number 64, Control. Control was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Uh, now, by the end, I was a little bit like, I, I just wanted more. I wanted more. And it became a bit rote, just doing the same thing over and over. But control was pretty fun. Number 64, call out, or call out, <laughs> call of duty for modern warfare. I have, I played like the first two, maybe three call of duties. Yeah, 
uh, I, I, I actually used to be in a um, guild called the Blue Dogs. Um, and one of the guys was a, one of the members, and I was like a tween into teens. And one of the members was a New York City police officer who got to be an extra in one of my favorite movies, which is on the toxic male movie list, Leon, the professional. Uh, so coming in number 62, Rise of Tomb Raider. Yeah, I like Tomb Raider games. Number 61, Batman Arkham City. Yes, that was a fun one. Uh, number 60, Dishonored 2. I've not played the Dishonored games. Here they're good. I'd like it for a little bit. That's kind of how I felt about Deathloop. I had fun at first with Deathloop, but then I got kind of like, eh, I'm bored. Number 59, The Witness. I have no idea what that is. Number 58, Journey. I haven't played it. Would like to play it. Bet I'd like it. Number 54, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves. Played the demo. Loved it. Number 56, Overwatch. Fuck you. Over it. Number 55, Apex Legends. Again, fuck off. Number 54, Hollow Knight. Um, eh, no interest in playing it. Number 53, Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong with the originals. Uh, number 52, Counter-Strike 1.6. I've not, I think I might have played the first Counter-Strike. 51, Left for Dead 2. I haven't played any of those. Number 50 is Earthbound. What the fuck is that? Number 49, Diablo 2. Absolutely. I used to play the fuck out of... I, there was a summer where I was staying with my sister just to visit for like a month or so. And I played a lot of Diablo 2. And I think that was also the same summer I discovered the Dresden Dolls. Great band. Great summer. Number 48, Starcraft. I haven't played it. Uh, number 47, World of Warcraft. I had an ex-girlfriend who... Um, sweet person. Good, a good person. Um, just she quit her job and tried to make a living off of World of Warcraft by selling loot and stuff in the game because people do that. There are people who make money selling stuff in World of Warcraft and she tried to do that and and I was, and, uh, you know, trying to get on with my acting career, get it started and it just, uh, I, I went hungry a lot when we were together. Number 46, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Hard, agree, great game. Number 45, Fallout New Vegas. You already heard me talk about that one, baby. Number 44 is Final Fantasy VI. Haven't played it. I tried to play Final Fantasy VIII, but ran into the uh, same problem with uh, that other game. My machine just couldn't handle it. Same with Doom 3, I think. Yeah, couldn't handle it. Uh, number 43, Pokemon Yellow. Agree, that was a fun one. 42, Metroid Prime. Eh, I'm not a huge fan of Metroid. Not a huge fan of Halo, and I'm sure that's going to be on here too. Number 41, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Yeah, I think Skyrim is the game I've replayed the most. Um, and you're not going to lie, the stories and stuff, better in Morrowind, even in Oblivion but just for technical graphics and size and stuff. Yeah, Skyrim. I've definitely replayed that so many fucking times, like 10 times or something. Number 40 is Resident Evil 4. 
Number 39 is Shadow of Colossus. Um, I've not played either of those. Number 38, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I played Part 1. Fucking heart-wrenching. Good game. Haven't played the second one. Number 37, Red Red Dead Redemption. Yes, fucking great. Love that game so much. Number 36, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Surprisingly, I haven't played any Metal Gear games. Number 35, Sid Meier's Civilization 4. Agree, agree. Sid Meier's Civilization games is the bomb because... When else is Gandhi going to nuke your ass into the Ice Age? Nuke your ass to glass, son. Number 34, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Yes, very fun. Although, at the age I played it, like when it came out on N64, um, I wasn't that great at it. And so I never even got to finish it. I never even got out of like the first quarter of the game, as I understand it. Moving on, number 33, Minecraft. I haven't played it. I want to play it. Uh, Number 32, Halo Combat Evolved. I really, I don't, it's not that great. I grew up playing shooters. Halo, whatever. Fucking give me (gasps) number 31, Half-Life. Yes, yes, yes. Half-Life should be like in top 10, not 31. Should be top 10. It's fucking great. I love it, and I love, love, love Half-Life 2. I've replayed both of those games so much. And also, Half-Life 2, the engine and the physics engine was phenomenal. I think it's, like, still really fucking good. Um, Moving on, number 30s, Final Fantasy XIV. I have certainly not gotten that far. Number 29, Doom. Of fucking course. And I'm talking about the original Doom. Is that what they're talking about? Looks like it. I think so. Number 28, Tetris. Fuck Tetris. I suck at it. Number 27, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Haven't played it. Number 26, Half-Life Alex. Would like to play it. Certainly don't have the money for a VR set. Number 25, God of War. Haven't played it. Number 24, Chrono Trigger. Uh, no, I haven't played that one. Not sure if I'd like it. Um, Number 23, Portal. Haven't played it, but I would like it because I love Valve games. Number 22, Street Fighter 2. Have played that. Pretty fun. Number 21, Super, Super, Super Mario Brothers. Of course. Number 20, Undertale. Haven't played it. I'm interested in playing it. Number 19, Bloodborne. Haven't played it. Might be interested in playing it. Number 18, Bioshock. Fucking great. I love Bioshock. It's amazing. Number 17, The Last of Us. Heart-wrenching story. It's very good. Um, I would definitely place Bioshock above it. Absolutely. Number 16, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. That's a game I've replayed a lot. Played a lot of it on Mushrooms. Very fun. Try it out. Number 15, Halo 2. I don't care about Halo. Sue me. Don't sue me. Number 14, Castlevania, Symphony of Night. Haven't played Castlevania. Number 13, Hades. Haven't played it. Looks interesting. Might like it. Might get bored with it. Number 12, Grand Theft Auto 5. I put... Yeah. Just do Grand... Just do fucking GTA 6. Quit expanding. All these fucking companies. Quit expanding on the shit. And quit remaking old shit. Make something new. Make something 
new. Make something new. For the love of God, just do it. Do it. Number 11, Super Mario Brothers 3. I actually never got to play that one. Number 10, Disco Elysium. That's a nice surprise. I have played Disco Elysium. Very, very good game. I actually played that last summer. So summer of 2021, played Disco Elysium, and um, uh, there were some parts that I got, I, I raged out because I got stuck. Like I could not figure out how to progress, but I eventually made it through. And um, it's a good game. I recommend it. Disco Elysium. Very intellectual game. Uh, number nine. Yes. Half-Life 2. Of fucking course. It was great. And when it came out, the graphics were just everything about it was phenomenal. Number eight. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. A lot of fun. Fuck. I've been thinking about maybe replaying it. It was very fun. Number seven. Super Mario 64. Fantastic game. Love it. Number six, Mass Effect 2. I have only actually played Mass Effect Andromeda. I enjoyed it. Should I? Please, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, put it in the comments. Uh, if you're just listening to it, email me. Should I play Mass Effect 2? Because I hopefully have illustrated the kind of RPGs I like. Um, and the I, I know they just remade the other, like the original Mass Effects. Should I play them? Should I really play them? Are the remakes worth it? Contact me. Info's all in the episode description. Number five, Super Metroid. Haven't played it. Number four, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Haven't played it. Number three, Portal 2. Want to play it? Haven't played it. I think that was like when I was in college. Some I, I was very unplugged during uh, my six years through college and post-grad. Number two, Super Mario World. It's great. And then number one, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, disagree. Just gonna say, disagree for sure. I would put, I'd put Skyrim above Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is great. Gets really fucking boring. There's not enough story. Not enough story. And it'd be cool if they incorporated like more dialogue options. You know, expand it a little bit. But, uh, let's see, recently I've just, like a fool, so that's the list, that's IGN's top 100 list, um, what I was about to say is, like a fool, I have over the past, like, two weeks, like, since the start of the new year, even though I know it's not there, even though I know it hasn't happened yet, when I start up my, I lucked out, I have a, I have a PlayStation that can handle some next-gen stuff. I locked out. Um, I keep checking for updates for the next-gen update for patch 1.5 of, of um, Cyberpunk 2077. And I, even though I know it's not there, I check it, and it's not there, and I'm like, I'm such a fool. It's like when you're hungry, but you don't know what to eat. And you don't really have anything, but you keep opening and looking in the fridge, even though you know there's nothing there. And the past 12 times you've opened the fridge and looked in it has only reinforced the fact that there's literally nothing there, but you keep going back. That's kind of how I feel about like what I've been doing with the refrigerator. Now, something I would add to the list that's not on there, and this series is underrated, and I think the fact that it is underrated kind of 
helps it a bit is Yakuza, in particular, Yakuza 0. Now, granted, I've only played two Yakuza games, um, and, um, and I'm currently playing my third by that company, Ryuga Gotoku, Like a Dragon. I'm sure I mispronounced the Japanese words. Uh, I'm currently playing Lost Judgment. It's pretty fun. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon, also fun, heart-wrenching, but it's dated. The mechanics and the graphics are definitely dated, but Yakuza 0 had one of, I'm talking like top three, one of the best stories and just full experience with the side stories and everything. And then the main story, Yakuza 0 needs to be on this freaking list. And I'm mad that it's not, and it doesn't get the respect that it needs. If you have not played the Yakuza games, I highly recommend, there's like 12 of them or something. Yakuza 0 is a prequel, so you, if you want to find a place to jump into the Yakuza series, series, start with Yakuza 0. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I started it just like as a joke and ended up in love. I, it's so fucking good. Um, and other than that, yeah, I've been playing this detective game. It's kind of like Yakuza. It's called Lost Judgment. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Um, I just really want the fucking update for Cyberpunk to come out like yesterday. And I want it to be some real shit. No more bullshit. I want something real. Give me a next gen. Re-implement stuff you fucking took out. You know, take back some of the fucking lies you did. Like, make up for it somehow. I really hope CDPR makes up for what they've done. Um, what The suits in particular. The devs, you know, I, I do not feel sorry for them. Or, uh, no, 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 I, I said that wrong. I do feel sorry for the devs, but for the executives and stuff, it's like, you guys, uh, you really got some making up to do, and I hope they do it. Uh, and other than that, I'm interested in Elden Ring. I've not played any of the Dark Souls games, um, and Elden Ring does look intriguing to me. I just know that it doesn't have like the cool like moral dilemmas and different outcomes kind of thing as far as I understand. As far as I understand, the only RPG part is that you can like upgrade different gear and aspects of your character. As far as I know, if you know any different, let me know. If there's dialogue shit, if there's moral dilemmas, if there are various outcomes, I would very much like to know. And if there are, I'm definitely fucking playing it. But um, yeah, there's some other games coming out this year I want to play, but I can't think of them. And I think it's we're about past an hour now, so I should probably say that's it for today. Um, again, if you want a bonus episode, I'm going to be talking about, uh, I think I'm going to be talking about uh, psychedelics and physics and, and the TV show Fringe in the bonus episode. Uh, and you can get access to that and all, all uh, previously recorded and released bonus episodes um, by supporting the show at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, and you can find that and other 
contact information and stuff in the episode description. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.